is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Thunder Rosa continue the conversation of CM Punk apart along with Thunder Rosa collision on Saturday nights. Also, we spar with Wrestling Inc.'s Justin Labar right now on the Busted Open Podcast. AW is having a new show called Collision and where I will be part of, of course. And there's a lot of rumors. Is she and Punk coming? Oh my God, is she and Punk coming? Oh, the she and Punk crew is going there. Oh my God, you know, and then... You know, Tony makes the announcement. And the internet went crazy. CM Punk. CM Punk, guys. It was their reaction in the arena in San Diego was absolutely insane. Are we going to put the announcement, uh, David? What Tony yeah, I mean, we, I mean, I'm sure we'll play the announcement and the crowd reaction uh, uh, from the announcement because we played it on the show yesterday. And I know you were listening, Thunder. And, you know, and... Bully thought it was like 70-30 positive. Um, Tommy thought it was 60-40 positive. I actually said I thought it was more like 50-50. I mean, you know, very surprising. And what did you think? Did you think it was more like 50-50, the crowd reaction in uh, in San Diego? It was very polarizing. I can tell you that. I can tell you that. It, it It was a strong reaction, a very strong reaction. And I think that is very important when you have a character that creates such a reaction, regardless if it's a positive or negative, there is a reaction. It's not like somebody comes in and crickets. CM Punk is CM Punk, regardless of what people like or not. uh, He makes you either, you know, have a a, a very strong emotional reaction. People were like, oh my God, he's coming back like in a negative way. And people were like, oh, I can wait. Perfect example. My son calls me yesterday. He never comes to the shows. Like he used to come to the shows a lot. Not anymore. He said, uh, mom, um, what are you doing in Chicago? And I was like, well, I'm working. He's like, uh, I want to go to the show because I want to see CM Punk come out. My 17 year old who was like used to wrestle, not interested in wrestling as much. He wants to come to see, watch CM Punk. He just wants to see the entrance. That's what he wants. He wants to see what's going to happen in collision and what's going to be the reaction of this. This is just a small um, just example of people that just, just want to see this moment. They want to see if what is he going to say if he's going to wrestle, if he, you know, it's it's important. I think it's important to have people like that, especially because he hasn't wrestled in nine months. So, you know, it's it's I think it's going to be good in Chicago because, of course, he is from Chicago. And I think it's perfect gonna, timing. Obviously, you know? obviously, they picked that that venue to start collision for a reason. And that reason is CM Punk. And, you know. Again, he's coming back from injury. He got injured at all in in that match. Um, and, you know, he didn't, the night he won the championship, he got injured. He's coming back from that injury. Like you said, he hasn't been in the ring since September. It's a very, very long time. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what his attitude is going to be like, you know, how he's going to look in the ring. I'm sure there's going to be some ring rust when he finally does get back into the ring and wrestle. I'm interested to see what happens that first night on Collision. Is it going to be similar to what we saw when he made his debut with AEW? Is he going to start the show? Is he just going to talk? What exactly is going to happen? Because when you have somebody like CM Punk Thunder, there's a million different ways that he can go. 
Just like you when you got injured, you were the champion. He never lost that championship. Nope. So is he going after MJF? Is he going after Jericho? Is he going after Adam Cole? Is he going after the elite? Because the real life drama that he has with Kenny Omega and the Bucks, like they can go in a hundred different directions with CM Punk. That, yes, they can. And that's the interesting part because it's like leaving everybody like on suspense. They were like, so what direction are they going to take with him? Is this going to be something different? Is this going to be something of the same? Or we're going to see the real heat uh, storylines happening and their the, the shoot style uh, promos happening where people are going to be just like keyboarding like crazy on Twitter. So it's I think that in a way creates uh um, some sort of like mis mystique and mm -hmm. and people want people are all in they people they like drama they always like drama and they just want to stay on the drama but um regardless i think um for not only cm punk but for everyone that has been on um kind of like on on standby for a while i think they're very excited to come back on saturday and um this uh this first show is going to be a great barometer to see uh how successful the show is going to be. And and again, what I don't know now, I mean, I guess we'll learn more as we get closer about who's going to be actually on collision. Cause a lot of the names that I was talking about earlier may not be on that Saturday show. I really don't know yet. There hasn't been a lot of talk about who's going where I do know you're going to be there. I know Miro's going to be there. I know punk is going to be there. So I'm looking forward to what's going to happen on June 17th the first AEW collision in Chicago. I just feel like AEW has is, is been, in my opinion, in a, in a bit of a slump since Punk's been gone. Like, I, I, I feel like we're almost like in a holding pattern, like we're almost waiting for CM Punk to come back. That's the way that I felt. And I mean, and you, and you can see it, you know, Ricky. I mean, I mean, look, you know, you know, I, I mentioned yesterday on the show, Double or nothing last year sold out day of. Um, and they struggled to move tickets for this year's double or nothing. Uh, you know, is that because all because of CM Punk? I don't know. I mean, only time will tell. But like, you know, we'll see. I mean, I, I but I don't think that like you could say that CM Punk hurts you in the ring, hurts you in the ratings, hurts you selling tickets. Like if those things were happening, if it was if it was hurting your bottom line, then I can understand that. But it's very it's going to be very interesting, Ricky, to see what the attendance is going to be like now that CM Punk is back. What the what the social media interaction is going to be like now that CM Punk is back. Is AEW going to be able to create that old school buzz that they had a couple of years ago now that CM Punk is back? Those are the things. That if I'm Tony Khan, I'm going to look at to see if, all right, all right, is it worth having CM Punk in this locker room? We know that there's not, not everybody gets along with CM Punk, but business is business. What is business going to be like now that CM Punk is back? He's been hurt. He's been injured. That's why you haven't seen CM Punk. Uh, I, all those other issues. That has nothing to do with the fact that you haven't seen CM Punk on your TV. CM Punk is injured. Now he's healthy. Now he's back. I don't think I'm saying anything out of turn, am I, Thunder? No, not at all. Okay. You know, this is something that I just feel like companies should not do. Is like you should not mention 
another company's name. I don't I don't understand what what's the necessity of doing that. AEW not saying that you completely ignore that there's a world outside of AEW, but why why mention the WWE? Why mention Triple H? Why mention Nick Khan or Vince McMahon? You know, what does that have to do with anything that's going on in AEW? If you want to hint at it, fine. But I'm just from that school of like, why even go there? Like, why even mention the letters WWE? I, I, I just don't understand. What good does that do for for AEW? Especially right now when people are digging what the WWE is doing right now. I just I just feel like you shouldn't even mention other companies unless it's in a positive way, but you certainly shouldn't mention it in a negative way. To me that's poking the bear. That's a very strong statement, David. This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest-hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a SiriusXM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on SiriusXM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Justin, good morning to you. Good morning to you both. How are you? Hello, Justin. How you been? I'm good, Thunder. I miss you. I miss you. It's only been a week. Talked to you last Friday. I know know time makes the heart grow fonder. Yes. Those seven days, they were long. David, don't look at me like that. I'm still mad at at you. You just pretty much told me to shut up with that question. I didn't tell you. Wait a second. Wait a my second. Son, my son was like, hold, why are you fighting? Why are you yelling? Hold I was on, like, David hold on, was honey. Making me hold mad. on, honey. <laughs> I never Justin. told you Justin. to shut up. I never said those words. I thought it, but I never said it. No, but your actions, like the, the way that you talk to me and now you call me honey. Justin, like, ugh. Listen He's, here, sweets. Oh my god! I never said those two words to At you. At least you didn't call me tits. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, we're ramped ah! up this morning. Wow! A little rambunctious wow. group here. Thunder. Just a little bit. This is what Vegas does to you. This is like this is what being in Vegas for a whole week does to you. Okay. Thunder. Thunder. This is what? just a life. Here's here's a life lesson, Justin. I'm sorry they have to be involved in this. <sighs> But but here's but here's here's a life lesson, Thunder. There's gonna oh, be God. times. Listen, there's gonna be times 
in a discussion or an argument that you're wrong. I just want to super kick you. Don't double down on it. Just accept it. Just say, okay, you know what? You're right. I was wrong. That's all. That's all you have to do. I want to shove a suck in your mouth. Like, that's all I want to do right now. I'm just happy to be here right now. (laughs) (laughs) I, I actually, Thunder, honestly, after, you know, the things that you've just said, I actually think you owe me an apology. I actually, I actually think that you should apologize to me for some of the things that you said this morning. What to me. that I want to suck? I, I mean, I'm sorry, no, that one. Wait, what? <laughs> now I'm really, now I'm really confused. Uh, 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 Vegas, uh, Vegas stuck. What did you do in Vegas? Nothing. Oh, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know what you did in Vegas. What you did in Vegas. Stays in Vegas, Thunder. I don't want to know what you. No, I said I wanted to shove a suck in your mouth. That's that's what I wanted to say. Sorry, guys. Like my Spanish is, you know, I was in San Diego too, so I was speaking a lot of Spanish lately. Just in case, Thunder, I love you. I can't be upset at you. You know what, Thunder? You know what, Thunder? Everything that we argued about last hour, you were right. 100% right. I was wrong. I was yeah, wrong. I embarrassed myself. I, I was wrong. Everyone. You are right. And let me let me even go a step further. I'm going to apologize to you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Thunder. There you, you didn't go. have to do that apology. No, I'll do it. I'll do it on one knee. I'm sorry, Thunder. Aww. I'll never argue with you again. You were right, and I was wrong. No, that's okay. That's okay. It's, it's, it's healthy to have, you know, some conversations like that, some strong words were said and like we we're good. So but but I'm happy that Justin is here. I am very know. happy that ju- Justin we have a lot of saving things to talk the show about. on a Friday yeah. morning. Thank you. I don't know about that. I'm now I'm I'm sorry that I missed some of this that happened last hour. What uh, 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 could each of you please just cite what the most inflammatory thing was said by the other one? It's like recap radio real quick. No, yeah. I mean, we're talking about Roman Reigns and I was uh-huh. just saying that Roman Reigns is such a narcissistic. I was going to say, yeah, well, I'm not gonna, I'm going to. Not okay. say the word, but that he's been treating his cousins in a way where, you know, it's very disrespectful. And I get and I get that they lost and everything. And David was arguing that he's just asking for greatness. And I and I said, I get it. But sometimes, you know, you have just a, a, a series of of losses, even on the best teams do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, they're fed up like they're being embarrassed in national TV. Like shoving them, saying certain words, putting them down. You know, a, a real leader doesn't do that kind of stuff. You know, they lead by example, especially if it's like a family member. Just because his family doesn't mean that they need to treat you like crap. You know, when when people, especially family, when family treat you like that, sometimes you have to disassociate yourself in order to become great on your own. You know, especially when there's so much pressure and so much disrespect. See, David, I wanted to say that. There's like, there's layers to this, David. There is layers. No, I See, I agree with you. Go ahead, Justin. No, I was just going to say on that. I mean, I think I mean, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Thunder. I think that that's what makes the fact that Roman and, and, and them are all actual family. That's what makes that's what makes the narcissistic behavior all the more glorious for pro wrestling in terms of you can't deny the streak of the days. But at the same point, it's like the way the way he's gone about it. And, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, it's the, the, the streak and titles are more important than blood despite him leading so proudly what he calls the bloodline. So it's, I don't know. I mean, it's, I, I, I think you're right with what you're saying, but I think all the layers is what makes it so great. It's what makes, it's, it's what makes one of the best heels we've ever seen. Yeah. 
I, this is how I feel. And Justin, you can, you can disagree with me, Thunder. You can disagree with me, too. Not everybody can be a leader. You know, not every, it, it takes a certain type of person, an alpha personality, to be a leader. I, I, you know, Roman took, excuse the pun, the reins to be the leader of this bloodline family. You know, to be the leader and to be the, to really be like that plateau that you have to hit in order to be a champion, in order to sit at the head of the table. Roman has taken that role. It's not an easy role. And he expects no. greatness from his family. He is not, he is not going to settle for second best, the Usos, and it's and and honestly, you can relate this if you want to relate it to AEW. Don Callis and what he did to Kenny Omega, I applaud Don Callis to what he had, what he did to Kenny Omega. Don Callis was like a father figure to Kenny Omega. Instead of Kenny Omega being the number one pro wrestler in the world, which he was, and he's not anymore because he rather fuck around with his friends. Uh, excuse me. And and Don and Don Callis is not going to have any of that. So Don Callis did what he had to do in order to get that greatness back from Kenny Omega. That's exactly what Roman did. The Usos embarrassed Roman by losing at WrestleMania, losing a rematch. Constantly Owens it's at the point now where Owens and Zayn's like a, it's like a joke. They look at the Usos like a joke. Roman sees that and this is the actions that Roman has to take in order to do that. That's my David. Point. I mean, you have to think about like, you know, Sane has been he he had to like you know infiltrate into the group. Then he was bullied out. He was just like the joke cousin, you know, the little messed up. And like, of course they're gonna take this 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 take, especially if they won the championships over them. Like, yes, like they're gonna make fun of them. Like that now they have power over them. Yep. But again, it's, it's I'm just talking about like the great the greatest teams. Like some like I said, sometimes they lose, they have to recap or they change, you know, their goals because something happened. Right. And I feel like this is like a mentality that the Usus like after losing, they switch and they see they see Roman Reigns for he, who he really is. You know, and um and yeah, you're right, not everybody can be a leader, but you also have to be an a hole about it. You you don't have to put people down to make yourself greater, great, or to make your your point across. That's disgusting. That's disgusting behavior. And I get you know I get he's a heel, but those are his family members. Those are people that are gonna like they're they're your ride or dies. Like why are you treating them like that? Why are you treating them like that? Like everybody has a limit, and I think they reach their limit. Let me guys. Let that, me ask you guys this. Yes. With 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 uh with Roman is. You know, I know they're celebrating, you know, he's having a celebration and all tonight is we're at the point now with Roman. Whenever whenever he loses eventually the streak ends, like talk about pressure <laughs> on yes. the person who like I, I would argue that we I mean I, I, the most recent thing you could relate this to and nobody knew it was gonna happen, it surprised all of us, was Brock breaking Undertaker's streak. Yeah. It's like it's like Brock who you think is already a Hall of Famer, is already going over one UFC titles, he's already Brock freaking Lesnar. And even then, in 2014, it's like, all right, now he's got to carry on the legacy of he's the man who beat the Undertaker streak. And then he went on and, and basically invented the Suplex City version that we saw, you know, that SummerSlam with Cena and on. Think about whoever beats Roman, whenever it happens, the pressure that is going to be on, on them to 
deliver and to because otherwise it's like oh my god we you just it's almost like you inherited like a life savings you inherited this however many days streak it is that by that point that you that you're the one to beat and it's like you don't want to squander you don't want to you know you don't you don't want to get hurt you don't want to fall flat on promos you don't want to fall flat in the ring i don't know just all this talk about roman and the greatness i just keep thinking like eventually it's going to end like man it it's, it's i think Ooh. it's going to be completely almost impossible for anyone to fill out his shoes i mean i'm not saying the person that beats him is going to go 1000 First, no, but I'm saying like even the storyline wise, like if he's a baby face, like you know how difficult it's. Let's say if but it's Cody. Next? Let's say if it's Cody. Let's say they hold it all the way till next year's Mania. Let's say if it's Cody. I mean, I, I mean, what? Damn, talk about that's pressure. Like a long time. Or even if it's SummerSlam. I mean, whatever. But whenever it is, talk about pressure. I mean, whoever it is, I don't know. It's just, it's, keep... it's almost like like in the NFL, like a starting quarterback that's won Super Bowls. And now they retire, and the next man up has to fill those shoes. Whoever beats Roman has to fill this. To me, I don't remember that how that I've loved the WWE as much as I love the WWE right now. It's been a long time since I've been this invested in the WWE like I am right now, and and it's because of one man. It's because of Roman Reigns, and um, you're right. It's uh, Justin. It's a great point by you. It's a lot of pressure to put on somebody. And I think that's why, in a lot of ways, we didn't see a change at WrestleMania 39. They got to be damn sure that whoever beats Roman is that next person. I mean, yes. this has got to be that guy that's going to be the face of your franchise for the next 10 years. Bully always says it, that Vince McMahon said to Roman, I uh, said to Bully, you know, about Roman, that this is the guy that's going to feed our family for the next 10 years. Wow. Whoever beats Roman is going to be the guy that feeds everyone's family for the next 10 years. That's a, to your point, Justin, that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody. Justin, I, it, it but you know, in, and just talking in, in this, in this aspect, do you think that companies make a mistake by just making one person? Like, I mean, I get it. It's like the top person, right? But just making one storyline worth and everything else, just like, we'll figure it out later. Do you think that's that's a good view or a good way to like do business? Well, I mean, I think despite marketing, no, we have a double main event, triple main event. At the end of the day, there's only one main event. At the end of the day, so I mean, I think that like you need to have your a number one story in person. Um, but I mean, I, I'm I mean, I'm all for. I put this. I mean, I don't know if I'm answering your question. I love it, and I and I kind of like this with the bloodline, and I like it with Judgment Day. Uh, and it's something that WWE is starting to do again that they got away from for a long time. I like it when you have really dominant factions, mm -hmm. but they don't all have to have just the same common enemy. I like the fact that you can get two or three or four matches or storylines on a show or, or or in a in a period of time, all related to it. You know, like I so I think that you know because you need to you need you need to have one a number one squad. But I think if they can, the more people they can rub, so to speak, um, and elevate. The better. I don't know if I'm answering your question, but I, that is something I noticed with WWE, and, and I and I I know no, no, no. I know I just, do don't don't like it, it used to bug me with the Wyatt family. The Wyatt family always had just one enemy or, or one opponent, and they all and it was like, no, it's like, come on, let's 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 try to spread this out a little bit more. And mm -hmm. that, that's just one example. There's many over the time, but but you're uh, right, and and the fact with Roman and his bloodline, to your point, Thunder, like it isn't just Cody, it's now it's Owens and Zane, and now this other story now with the Usos and. There's so much involved in this. And listen, you just you just introduced a new title to the WWE Universe. You have a new World Heavyweight Championship title. That wasn't the main event. 
uh, on Saturday. It was the tag match. Why? It's because of Roman. You know, Roman's the reason why, if Roman's on the show, he's he's demanded that respect now that when Roman's on the show, he's automatically the main event. Whether it's for one of his world championships or in a tag match, it's your, it's going to be your main event. Well, the same thing we're talking about, a pressure of, of beating him. Roman's last one in the show because nobody, the, 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 you don't want to put the pressure on anybody. You have to follow him. Yeah. Yep. Who wants to who, who wants to have Roman go out there and do what he's doing in the setting of this bloodline drama? Have the crowd go through the emotions they're going to feel, and then and then you want to tell two other competitors, okay, now go out there and put your bodies in, on the line and try to get this crowd back up and send them home happy. <laughs> Screw that. You know, no. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. I don't know. Even when it was Cena. I don't know if it was at the level that it is right now with Roman. As big as Cena was, he's on the Mount Rushmore, I think, of WWE champions. I don't even think Cena was able to do what Roman is accomplishing right now. No, I, I, think, I, I, don't, I don't think so either. No, I, I was just going to say, I kind of agree, Dave. I think, uh, and I know, I think Cena spoke about this on interviews. There was a point in time where everybody, you started feeling like, especially and WWE needed it, that you felt, okay, they're going to turn Cena heel. It's going to happen. And I think Cena's even spoke about it. Like, he had he had new music, whatever, and, and they never obviously pulled the trigger. I guess it's always going to be one of the what-ifs. Maybe, maybe if they would have turned him heel, who knows what it would have done. Would it, you know, I, I'm not saying he would have let a stable. I don't know. But I guess I agree. Even Cena's not doing this. But I guess that would have been the one what-if, is that if, if, yeah. if they would have turned him heel, maybe that would have opened up a whole new, you know, creative avenues uh, and windows to, uh, and doors to, to go through. But, yeah, I mean, Roman's in a, a league of his own. Yes, he is. He really is. And we'll be celebrating a thousand days now, over a thousand days as Roman is champion. Y'all watch that tonight on SmackDown. Uh, Justin, I can't believe we you've been on for with us for almost 20 minutes. We haven't mentioned his name, but let's mention it now. CM Punk. CM Punk is back, Justin. And CM we Punk. CM Punk. Thunder and I were talking about it at the beginning of the show when Tony Khan made that announcement. I think it was very 50-50 the way that AEW reacted to that uh, in San Diego on Wednesday night. I know you, you've had your thoughts about CM Punk. What did you think about that reaction of the announcement on Wednesday? Yeah, Justin, what do you think about that? <laughs> well, I'm not surprised. Look, I mean, it, it's yes, Punk has not been on TV for, for eight months, and, and he's been injured. So even if he was on TV, he wasn't going to be able to match. So he's been off, but it's not like, I mean, you look, a, a lot of the AEW audience obviously is not uh, – deaf or blind to uh things that are on the internet they certainly are aware of i mean even even AEW's own reality show you know they 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 vaguely dance around it but they acknowledge that there there was some drama backstage um so i'm not surprised that there because because there's two sides to every story and so the fans are gonna uh which side they want and, and, and largely one side isn't even known you know it's, it's all we hear is just the pieces that have come out so i'm not surprised uh, I actually, I think it's actually it could potentially be positive, depending on because now. For... Oh, did you change your mind, Justin? Because last time we talked to you about uh, CM Punk, you were kind of like on the fans, kind of like. Well, no, I still, I still, I still stand by my, I still stand by my, my concrete foundation that I think that I, I wonder if if the pain in the ass drama is worth all the while. But the fact of the matter is, they're bringing him back, so I just, I mean, so I'm just gonna, I have to then then talk as he's coming back, he's coming back. I said last week when it was a debate of are they gonna announce him or is it gonna be a surprise? Uh, I, I weighed both factors. I do think it's, I do think it's wise that they're announcing him because first off, you can make money, uh, you can make more money and you can make more money faster 
off of what you advertise and promote versus what you don't. So yes. now that you advertise and promote him, you can make more money, you know, especially not in the Chicago show, you know, which it's Chicago, good market. But it's again, all those markets and all those shows following for this brand new show collision. Now they, these people can presumably go, oh, I'm going to see CM Punk and that can help. So okay. I agree with the promoting of him. And again, I, again, it's, it's a separate thing of what I think it, 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 he's worth it or whatever. That's just my own opinion. But if the fact that they're going to bring him back, okay, uh, you advertise him good, make money off what you are advertising. Uh, they didn't do that the last time. He was the the, the worst kept secret, you know, and, and the surprise yeah. when the show went on the air. To the to the, to the reaction, what the reason I think it has potential is that maybe he comes. Why does he have to come back and just automatically be booked as a babyface? Or maybe he's come back and he's booked. Truly, as he is seen, which is he is an island on his own, and they book him very shades of gray, and let the and and I don't normally like that. I'm normally pretty like I kind of I kind of look at a heel face as like a backyard, and there's a fence. You're either on the heel side of the fence or you're on the baby face side of the fence. I hate the, the, the I hate the term tweeners and all that stuff and people straddling the fence. But CM Punk is a rare breed, and and maybe he's the rare breed that can straddle the fence. And he can just be booked as that straddler on the fence with his shades of gray. And that reaction will play right into it. Justin, if as a fan, I'm not talking about Justin, the Lord, the coach and, you know, <laughs> and the person that is here every Friday. As a fan, were you tuned in to watch CM Punk on the show every Saturday? Uh, me personally, as a fan, I will not tune in live every Saturday. No, I will tune into the first one because out, out of the out of the out of all the curiosity we all have. Uh Maybe depending on what I see, will change my habit. But just me as a fan and just my life and my lifestyle, I don't know that I would tune in every single Saturday at eight o'clock live. I will absolutely make sure I see the content every week. Might be later that night, might be the next day. But in terms of live, if, to be truthfully honest, probably not every week. And unless I see something on the seventeenth that it goes, all right, next week, next Saturday, I gotta, I gotta see it next live, live next week. That's just me though, for for life. But we have about two minutes, Justin. CM Punk, like you said, whether you like it or not, he's back. He's going to be on Saturdays for a collision. For you, Justin, if you had the pencil, so to speak, what would you do with CM Punk right off the bat once he's back? What's his first opponent? Who's his first opponent? Look, I, I, I would go with Chris Jericho. It is not work, shoot, whatever. It's no secret that these two have been linked together again. The fans are not deaf and blind to... That there, that there is some relationship. Maybe once upon a time it was not a good relationship. Maybe it's fine now and whatever. But I think the fans, uh, the, I, I think you have Punk out. Don't, don't ignore the elephant in the room. Don't have Punk come out and then have him. Uh, I don't, I don't even want to pick somebody random. But I think the fans, again, they're aware. So I think do business. Get guys behind the closed doors, and if they're fine. And Jericho, obviously, Jericho does a lot of rub for for guys when that he and girls even that he's out there uh, doing stuff with. So most recently, they're Adam and Britt. So I think. I would have Punk and Jericho work together. There, there's history there, even dating back to WWE. And I think it just, I think fans will buy into it. They, they will be wondering, ooh, is this real? Are we seeing, like, I, I think as long as both guys are respectful and ready to do business, I think you can just let the fans and all the speculation run wild. And it's all, it's all going to be people tuning in, not knowing. That's, that's the greatest thing you can ask for is them truly not knowing. Yeah. I, I, Thunder, you and I talked about it. I'm excited. Um, I think Justin's right. I think a lot of people are going to be tuning into that first episode of Collision. I think that's going to be an important one. And that show on June 17th is going to set the tone uh, for what we're going to see uh, each and every Saturday at 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. Eastern time for AEW Collision. Justin, as always, man, 
It's one of my favorite segments of the week, and I appreciate all the time you give us. It's been awesome. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.